Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. This week on Erotic Awakening, porch time, bats, and unicorns. Before we get started, a quick shout out to our Patreon supporter, Elaine S. Among other perks, Patreon supporters get free Kickstarter cards and books, as well as discounts to Dan and Don events like the upcoming Power Exchange Unconference on December 7th. Hi, Dan. Hi, Don. Hi, Bat. Hello. We are joined in studio today by a bat. A bat. That's what happens when you stop by when we're off work and we decide, well, we're going to podcast. And since you're sitting there, you're going to podcast too. And we need to podcast. Yeah, it's been two weeks. It has been two weeks and I feel a little bit bad about that. But last week we sat down to podcast and we just didn't have anything to talk about. We didn't have any new comments. We didn't have any new subscribers. No new tentacles. We couldn't think of a topic. So and we, we just kind of sat here and went, mm, now let's go home. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what we did. And we'll go play with the dog and yeah, let's go home. And there was nothing wrong with that either. Uh, but we did get into the studio today, even though it is a holiday of sorts. So Dawn, uh, Bat, happy... Black Friday, maybe? Happy Black Friday, <laughs> yes. Did you go out and shopping today, Bat? No. I absolutely have no doubt that you went no shopping today. No shopping. No. Did you know, Dawn, the, the trick to Black Friday shopping? And I, I'll tell you two things real quickly. One, I don't like podcasts where... They blather forever before they get to the topic. Same here. And part two is, do you know the trick to Black Friday? <laughs> what they do is like when you buy your Black Friday TV, it's got less HDMI ports or less options than the other ones. That's how they get them so cheap. Oh, and that's you're not even getting the good stuff. Right. Uh, or are you telling me that just so I feel okay because we bought our TV a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> I, and this way, I'm like, oh, you got the good one. Yes, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So today on the podcast, uh, we are going to be talking about the um, Power Exchange Unconference. We're going to be talking about uh, a new list that I have. Nice. And because we actually, uh, I think it was Dave M that wrote in and said, you know, he's like back on episode 140, and he's like, mm -hmm. wow. I really dig these lists, and he sent me a new list. Oh, nice. Um, I think it was a list that we'd already done, though. So I, I poked around. I found a new list that we'll talk about. Just some cannon fodder to chitter-chat well, about. we've almost to chitter-chat about, so pitter-pat. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, no, tomorrow's December 1st. So tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, my God. I think it is. Either tomorrow or Sunday is December 1st because it's my sister's birthday. I think it's tomorrow. But regardless, uh, January will be 11 years on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So the list gives us something to talk about. And, it, you know, it, it wouldn't be a bad idea to go through some of those old lists, like the 128 slave rules. Oh, my God. Which, you know, some of those we just kind of <laughs> scoffed at. But, you know, here's 20 years of experience later. Are they, you know, are, are there any good things in there? Are there well, things, man, we should have kept doing that. That's that true. And, and we've thought about going I keep thinking about going back to past topics and talking about them, and then we just never have. So, But the list would be pretty neat. Mm -hmm. So I would like that. Well, we'll have a new list today. <laughs> uh, but first I have this uh, – what we're going to talk about is this idea that goes like this. Uh, someone recently – someone named Baby Love recently wrote in and said they wanted to share to you a porch time story that we have. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Ooh, do you want me to explain porch time real quick? We're going to get there. Okay. Uh, they say they've been practicing with the concept of porch time since Kinky College, and that's the last place we taught it, mm -hmm. up in the old Chicago. But this week we called it 
and used it to its full extent. Didn't look pretty. And at one point, we were both just blowing off steam. But damn, the results were shocking. We were able to resume our DS and get back on track with no hurt feelings or resentments. And they note that this is very different than how things went when they were vanilla. Um, and it was just great. Thanks for the tip, baby love and sir. And thank you for writing in baby sir and love. So they used the, the well, idea of, sir. what did I say? <laughs> baby sir and love. <laughs> yeah. Why be picky? So, uh, Bat, do you know what porch time is? Yes. Are you sure? Well, I read the book. It's, it's, it's funny that <laughs> now that you are a podcaster, how quiet you are. Normally, once we get podcasters on here, we can't keep them shut up. Oh, I'm just sitting here enjoying but yes, I know what porch time is. <laughs> Very shy bat. Shy bat. <laughs> Side note, I'm glad we're recording this. This will be the one time having a shy bat that I've come across. Very true. Very Dawn, true. would you like to tell people what the idea of porch time is? Yeah, so porch time, um, Dan and I actually called it porch time because we lived in an apartment that had two bedrooms with two kids and pets. And we needed time to be able to discuss things. So we had a little porch out front. And... Um, we weren't really good at communicating, were we? So we'd both come from vanilla relationships, and we needed something where we both needed to be able to get things out, but we were also trying to build our power exchange dynamic, so we needed to do it. Res- mm, we, weren't, we weren't able to talk because we were trying to be respectful, trying to figure out how to word this. Right? No, I think res- we, we respectful is the, the right way to, to put it. In, right. When you're building a dynamic of power exchange, there's never a point where Dawn can just point her finger at me and say, shut the fuck up, you dick. Right. Um, it's just not something that's allowable in our style of power exchange relationship. Exactly. But I, so I wanted to be respectful to you, but me and I was going through some shit that I needed to talk about and I couldn't figure out how to talk about it. And I was afraid of losing my voice if I didn't talk mm-hmm. about it. So we created this tool specifically for when we didn't know or didn't know how to use other communication tools to be able to get stuff out. So we would call porch time. And if we called porch time, literally the other person had to make a point to do it as soon as possible. And we would go out to the porch and the power exchange would not be part of our dynamic at that point. And we could just let off steam. Yeah, and and the idea is that it is a very it is a very limited, but sacred space mm-hmm. where the idea that you can indeed speak however you need to speak. And this comes from a lot of my understanding is that we human beings, as much as we want to be gracious and respectful and all that kind of crap, sometimes we are emotional beings first, and we need to be able to speak without thinking. Right. To just let that shit flow out of. Flow out of your mouth and, right. and get it out there. And the other person, we've had people go, oh, my God, but once you speak words, then you can't take them back. And that's very true. But the other person has to be very good at not taking things personally, realizing this is sacred space, realizing that venting is going to happen and things are going to be said. And not, like I said, not to take it personally, not to punish the other person later for what they've said, but for us at least – the goal was to get to a point where we could become rational again and come up with a plan of action mm-hmm. for whatever it was that was going on. So we didn't leave Porch until we at least had a plan of action in place or felt understood or had gotten it all out yeah, or at least whatever. The, yeah. yeah. The, the other aspect of it is this idea that uh, you never have to say, or I never have to say, I didn't know how to tell you. Right. Because the idea is whenever you, 
that porch time is your free space to say anything any way that you want. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I know of some people where we've taught this that are like, oh my God, I would never have something like that. We're always in power exchange space. And uh, I get that. I don't know that we wanted to have something like this, but we needed to have something like mm-hmm. this. And um, some of those couples that have said that aren't together anymore. So is it because they didn't have a communication tool? You don't necessarily have to have porch time, but you need a communication tool that's going to work for you so that everybody feels heard. So, you know, you can design your own thing, but porch time is what works for us. And we've been together, oh, holy cow, in March. Well, it'll we have an be, anniversary coming up. We've got a wedding. We've got our 18th wedding anniversary coming up next week. Yeah, that one's not much. And a 19th in March for collaring, right? So, and in 19 years, I bet you we've done, I know. (laughs) Um, We've done porch time that I can remember probably six or seven times. (sighs) And that many years. Huh? I should have asked for porch time when I was in your collar. When? There were a couple of times that it would have probably helped immensely. Yeah. So why do you not ask for porch time? Well, maybe because we didn't share a porch. <laughs> granted, like, granted, but that's the, um, it's not a literal porch. I don't know. For so for me, I think I was always much better at obedience. Uh, so I just felt like uh, I just set aside sometimes what I needed or wanted. Mm-hmm. But I think I should have. I think I should have asked. Good. So well, it's a good thing to yeah, good thing to sure. learn about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, but porch times worked for us very well. So I'm glad it worked for this other person too. Yeah, absolutely. The um, the trick is, and you don't have to actually literally be on a porch, you don't have to, <laughs> right? But to have that freedom to be able to speak to speak the unspeakable for yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for two, you have to be really good at not taking things personally and realizing that it's about the person that called porch time, it's about them not being able to handle something emotionally, right? It's not because they hate you. It's not because they whatever. And and whatever verbiage comes out, just let it come out. And then at the end, usually when my emotions mm-hmm. get totally yelled out and vented, then I can figure out the logic. Right. And once I get into the logic, then we can start solving things, right? But like if I'm yelling at you, you have to not take that personally. It is whatever I'm venting, and then we can dissect it, if dissecting is even needed. Right, right. So, but yeah, it's worked out well for us. So if it works, keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And if not, figure out another tool. And that's that. That's, there you go. <laughs> You're so low-key right now. What no, happened? I'm just, I'm, I'm just trying to think of yeah, that chocolate. Oh, but chocolate should be buzzing him up. Chocolate should be buzzing me up. No, I'm just trying to think that what else do we use when it's not porch time, right? Porch time to me is kind I of have, this big deal. I like I've got this huge other used. thing. You know, like if I want to tell you that um, I hate the way that you've dressed for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's the kind of thing porch time's about. Or I'm really mad at you like, uh, the one that we always use is the idea that if you go off and have polyamorous sexual fun with somebody else and you come home telling me how great it was and I find it that that beats up my ego, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, that's where we would use a porch time because I don't know how to express as your master, you know, where my ego, where, you know, mm-hmm. so porch time gives me that freedom to do that. And honestly, the only times I can remember us using porch time is over our journey into Polly as a power exchange couple. Mm-hmm. Polly has been not, I don't remember doing it over hardly anything that's been power exchange, but being a slave in a power exchange relationship trying to figure out poly stuff that most people do on an egalitarian basis, that's what screwed up my head so much where I had to get things out and wasn't sure how else to do it. But what have we been using for just normal stuff? I mean, porch time is rare, but we still have plenty of disagreements or plenty of you think one thing and I think something else. That is true. That is true. But can I mention another big tool that they could use besides porch time because something else that we've used with the kids over time is the talking stick. Mm -hmm. And when I have people in workshops saying, well, porch time just won't work for us because, you know, we want to stay in our dynamic and blah, blah, blah. I bring up talking stick and that we've literally used that for, for different things where if you have the stick, Mm -hmm. you get to talk. And when you go to pause and you're talking because you need to think about something, you lay the stick down between the both of you and then when the uh, when any of you have something else to say, you pick it up. And only the person that's holding the stick can talk. So, But you have to be good at letting go of the stick. And when it's time for you to think, you have to put it down. You can't just hold on to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that way only one person can talk at a time. And that allows you to have voice as well. So that's another one of those those big ones. But we've we've only done that a few times. And that's been with the kids when they were growing up. And we use the electronic journal. Um, sometimes for things that I couldn't give voice to. Oh, I turned my head. Um, <laughs> and so I would journal it, and you didn't always look at that, but if it was something that I thought you needed to see, I mm-hmm. would say I posted something, and you could go look at it. Yeah. yeah. And, and the important there for me is that you say, and you should go look at it, because I don't by nature necessarily go to check a journal. Yeah, and the other things that we've done is just um, on the maintenance level is just to make sure – that we do talk. I mean, I know I personally journal some stuff out so that it's not um, spaghetti emotional crap. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to do more internal processing that I wasn't able to do before because I'm an external processor. Um, just recognizing that I'm an external processor and you're not mm-hmm. uh, was actually very major for me. I so some of them are just understanding what the difference, what, the responsibility for the, the disagreement are. So mm-hmm. one of the things that comes to my mind is I hate our conversations about where do you want to eat? Mm-hmm. Here's the here's how our conversations go. I'll say, where do you want to eat? You'll say, and, and I'm, I'm this isn't exactly what you say, right? You'll say, wherever you want, sir. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, great, let's go to Fazoli's, which is a, a fast food Italian place. And you'll respond by saying something like, oh, okay, well, they won't have anything I can eat there, but, you know, maybe I'll have a salad when we get home or something, right? Mm-hmm. I find that quite frustrating, not because you've done anything wrong, but because I've asked, it's, it's annoying for me to, that you can't go some, that where you're not eating someplace that you can eat. So then I've got to say, okay, we won't go to Fazoli's. We'll go to, well, where do you want to go? And you're like, wherever you want, sir. No, it doesn't. It's not wherever I want, is it? So the problem there, so that's, that's the kind of relationship thing that you have. In a power exchange, the way that you fix that is for me to recognize either I've got two choices. I can go to Fazoli's anyway because I'm allowed to. And mm-hmm. when you say, 
well, that's okay. I can't eat anything. That's really what you mean. It's not like a passive aggressive, you don't love me. It's a statement of information. And that if I don't like that, my, uh, my option one is to go to Vizzoli's and you can work out your own thing or we'll go two places or for me. And I, somebody else gave me this and I wish I knew who love that. I would love to give them credit to say, give me three options of where you would like to eat and I will pick one. Mm-hmm. And that's a nice balance for our power exchange, right? Where you get to choose a place because I don't understand your dietary restrictions day to day, right? One day you're normally, okay, you're always gluten free. Some mm-hmm. days you, when you're on keto, I don't fucking know what that means. It means meat. It means meat. I, but then you were vegetarian, which is not meat. Right. And so we were having a really hard time. And you'll ask me where to go. And my fallback is five guys. We're going for cheeseburger. Oh, wait, you don't eat meat. I guess you're having fries. Right. So and so just, yeah, either way. So f- having that kind of, some of the ways that you circumvent um, having those arguments in a power exchange ways, you find, all right, well, what's the solution to that? But Mm -hmm. for me, it's because I wear the cover in our little family. I've got to come up with that circumvent sort of thing. What is the way to handle this? All right, here's how we're going to handle this from now on. If I don't like you giving me directions when we're in the car, Mm -hmm. I have a way to tell you to shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice way. It's daquil, which is serve me in silence. Yep. If I don't use that, I can't get pissy about you giving me directions because I haven't done anything about it. And if I catch myself getting pissy, there's where the master's cover comes in again and says, there's a problem in the relationship because you're not handling it. It is your job to handle it. So handle it. Um, now, this is good for about 90% of the 95% maybe, right? But the reality is sometimes we just get pissy. And so, because we're human beings and we have biological weird things going on all the time, or or it's just selfish type stuff. Most of the times I get pissy is because I'm selfish about something, you know, um, and to not to recognize. Don't be, don't be, you know, be a master. Don't be selfish, right? Um, and if you're going to be selfish, be so in a very constructive and controlled way. If I don't want to be bothered while I'm playing my football game. I can tell you, I'm going to play my football game and I'm putting on my headphones because I don't want to be bothered, right? Uh, but if I leave my, if I don't say any of that stuff, a lot of times I can play my football game and you can blather about, you know, you've got some kidney pain and you need to go to the hospital, blah, 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 whatever <laughs> oh, it is. like that's happened. Um, and I don't, you know, and I can give you half my attention, right? But next time I play football, my little Madden football, I happen to be that the next game I play is going to be the Super Bowl. And I'm going to be like, leave me the fuck alone. I don't want to know about what houses we can't buy and can buy right now, right? I don't want to know where the cat's peeing. I'm just I'm in my thing. So being responsible, driving that kind of stuff, right? That was last night, by the way, Bat. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky. No, that was last Notice night. <laughs> they said the cat was peeing, not the bat. Yes. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, and this is not the uh, where your animals have peed in your house podcast, fortunately. <laughs> although we have a lot of content for that recently. <laughs> So there you go. There's how we handle our our big and little disagreements. Um, and a lot of us, you know, a, a time goes by, you recognize there's just no fucking big deals. There's no big deals. So, yeah, it's, it's, I think that we've come to realize that. And like I said, we've come to realize that I'm an external processor. You're an internal processor. We're both introverts. And once you know those communication styles of yourself and your partner, 
it's easier to figure out the tools that might work for you. So, but there's a lot to try. So, Bet, I have a question for you, and this comes from our 100 flirty questions, which right. is our new, our new, our new question thing. Okay. Uh, this the question is for you is, what's your idea of a perfect date? Oh wow. Mm. I'm curious what do you're you, thinking. I know. Wow. Do, 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 do. Okay. Hey, so so it's it's like depends on who the who I'm dating. Okay. Um, the last. Know. So you used to be in a relationship with somebody that you met through a. Sangha. Okay, so perfect date. Our our first date was perfect. Was it? Um, uh, she came over to my house, and since she was terrified, she brought two people with her. <laughs> <laughs> and she heard I was into some shit, and so she was kind of vanilla. And so our first date was uh, the two of us and two good friends, shared friends, and we had a meal, and we chatted, and then they left, and then we made out for four hours and watched videos. <laughs> that was a great date. Were the two friends like chaperones and quiet and had to sit in the corner and not say no, anything? Or they, no, but at some point they, she realized she didn't need them. Okay. And, and I, cooked, <laughs> I cooked for us and didn't realize she didn't like garlic or onions. And both of those were in the meal, but it was okay. And then, yeah, we steady made out until we lost track of time. That's a great date. Probably she was planning on making out. She's like, garlic and onions? Oh, man, that's going to be rough. <laughs> I think she was truly terrified. <laughs> oh, no, it lasted two years, so. Well, there you go. Yeah. It must have been a great day. I know how to scare a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dawn. Yes? Your question. Okay. What did you think the first time when you kissed, when you saw me? What did I think the first time that I saw you? Oh, golly. I hate this question. Holy already. cow. Because <laughs> okay. this really doesn't count. This is not a good question because the first time you saw me, I, I'm going to change the question slightly. Well, wait a minute because my brain's going back years. Okay. So this would have been high school. I think the first time I actually saw you. Man, you look different back have, then. <laughs> so did you. <laughs> you were dating your first ex-wife at the time. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you were dating Bonnie mm -hmm. and it was at the Antioch church. Wow. And I was with HG and I was sitting in his lap when you walked in with Bonnie or you and Bonnie were getting ready to leave in your pickup. You had the pickup at that point and was getting ready to take her home. And you took a long time. And I was asking her little sister, was taking them so long? And she proceeded to tell me what was probably taking you <laughs> so long. <laughs> So what now, if I remember right, Bonnie yeah. barfed okay. in your truck on the way home. Or was that Carol? Did you say barfed or barfed? Barfed. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's not nice. One or the other. Yeah. Anyway, I remember it. So That's amazing. In Maryland. Okay. Antioch Church. That would have been, I would have been, wow. I was 16. <laughs> so that would have put you at yeah. 18. That's a few years ago. That's a few years ago. Now, do you feel that, do you th think that this is a good flirty question? That is not a good flirty question. We were both so different people. Is it flirty in general? Sure. Okay. Our situation, right. mine and your situation is very different. So we've known each other for a yeah. very long time and through a lot of different relationships. And, and I think that the question I asked you, Bet, uh, what's, what's your idea of a perfect date? That's a good flirty question. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a hard one to answer. 
right? I'm it's a terrible. Like, like I flirt with everybody, but like when I'm really, really interested in flirting, I'm a terrible flirter. Like people will tell me the things I said. Like apparently the way I came on to the C person was, you know, we're going to fuck, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's not so flirty, is it's it? It's not so flirty, but it, it, again, I don't, yeah, I don't flirt well, (laughs) me and Dan, we both, we teach a flirting class and Mm -hmm. I don't flirt well at all. I am very much an offer it on a silver platter and people are like terrified. Yeah. So (laughs) I think I'm very flirtatious with like everybody with no idea that it's going to go anywhere. Right. Right. But when I seriously am looking at somebody, I'm like, God, fuck, I want that. Uh, Then I just. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard. I I offer it up on a silver platter and they're like, oh, oh, you're serious. (laughs) My problem's the opposite. I flirt with everybody. Yeah. And when people take me up on it, I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what? All right, Don, the third question you're you're asking me. I almost wanted to ask you what you thought of me when the first time you saw me, but you're right. I looked very different. I I fucking, I have no memory of the, I mean, I I know it happened. Well, those were your addict years too. Yeah, yeah. So, but then if you try to look at it with when you and I first kind of noticed each other Mm -hmm. when everything shifted, because we were friends for a while and then we were friends for a while right. <laughs> you know when that shift happened i can kind of remember about the time because we worked at the same company mm-hmm. but um yeah you started looking really hot instead of just <laughs> i i learned yeah. so much about you oh even recently even recently oh, oh my god who was it that i While told we were you painting. recently oh fuck. what were we she painting told- at the house Oh, that's right. We yeah. were working on the house to put it on. And Ooh. what story did I end up telling you that oh, you never heard before? All kinds of stories, like how he came to to be in the different state and how you guys, like, how you showed him your bruise. Oh, yeah. And the first time I showed you my first bruise. Mm-hmm. And you, you were my friend. And unbuttoning your shirt. I told her the stories <laughs> of how we started hooking up. <laughs> oh, that's all the time we have tonight, all folks. Right. So, okay. <laughs> so let me see. Let's see. What's his third question? Hey, hold on. Uh-oh. Oh, this could be taken a couple different ways. Where is your favorite place to be kissed? Newark, New Jersey. <laughs> See? Well, you're from New Jersey. It could have been, I've where's that flea market had, at? Oh, uh, Pensacon. Pensacon Market. Yes, Maybe or that Haddonfield. could be it. <laughs> um, no, if you th- as far as like on bodies go, I would say my mouth. I'm not very creative. I'm, yeah? Yes, kiss me on my mouth. That's my favorite spot. Okay. We'll keep that in mind. I'm going to tackle him after this. Share some I get spit. it. You get it. <laughs> Recently, Jenny sent us a tentacle sea beast being cheeky. Indeed. So that was a really cute picture. Um, Instagram, I've been putting a lot of my aftercare hooded blankets. Apparently, the perfect Christmas gift is a hooded Aftercare, aftercare blanket. blanket. I will say this real quickly. Mm-hmm. Recently, we did the Subs versus the Doms Family Feud game show here at the Columbus Space. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're familiar with, well, if you're not familiar with the, the format of the Family Feud game show, then go watch it. But the short version of this is one of the questions for the Doms was, what is the, uh, how, is, how do you provide aftercare? Mm-hmm. And they got three strikes because they couldn't provide aftercare for nothing. <laughs> they didn't have a clue what to provide aftercare <laughs> that with. That is very true. That was so kind of funny. It but was. they could have bought aftercare blankets. 
Absolutely. So, and I've been going, I've, I've been making those like crazy. So the, the hooded aftercare blankets. So if I wanted and to see I those, mean, I could head over to the Instagram and see them on uh, Erotic Awakening. Yes. All right. So I also just um, created a Blossom Trading Company vet profile. So I'll have some pictures on there as well. Cool. But I'll get as many as I can on Instagram. So as I, as I make them. We also have a new subscriber for the newsletter. We have Aaron in Ohio. Head over to theeroticawakening.com and you'll find a link to the EA newsletter and you can get your shout out. And I'll be sending out a newsletter soon. So we've got some uh, info to send out to you. Um, Part of that, which is going to be about the Power Exchange Uncon. So, and that is, that's a week from tomorrow. So. Holy shit. Get your tickets. I know. So um, I wanted to explain a little bit about an Uncon and just what it is. Or have you explain, if you can explain it a little bit better. So the idea of an Unconference in general, and you may have heard of the uh, the GRU, Grade Dancers, Rope-tastic, Unconference, Spectacular. It's not really what it is, but something like that. Mm-hmm. The idea of instead of – so when you come to Power Exchange Summit or – Beyond the Love or Adventures in Sexuality, Kinky College, any of those events, you come in and they give you a list. Here's the classes that you can attend. Here's the presenters. Here's the classes. Yeah, mm -hmm. here's the times. The difference is with an unconference is you'll show up and there will be no class list, no list of presenters. You as the participants get to decide, here are the classes I would like to see. And here are the classes I am willing to present. So this mm-hmm. last Beyond the Love or uh, Polyamory Unconference that we did, for example, um, two people wrote down that they would love to see a class on how to deal with uh, metamors that they don't get along with. And somebody else had written down that they would like to teach a class or facilitate a discussion on challenging metamors. So we looked at that and we said, oh, look, here's some shared interest. So this will be the the next class coming up. Mm-hmm. And it's a great opportunity if you want to teach classes or facilitate classes to have that opportunity without any pressure, without any um, having to pitch yourself to some event producer and say, oh, I want to come present at your thing. You just come up and you just show up and you say, here's what I want to present. You present it. Uh, it's a great opportunity for you to get some experience under your feet, as well as if you're a participant, it's a great opportunity When I go to events now, I often have a little bit of trouble finding classes that I want to attend. I don't really want to attend any more play classes. I'm pretty good at the things that I do, and I'm stuck in my ways. And a lot of the relationship classes that are offered are things that I'm already pretty comfortable with. So I would like to be able to suggest, you know what, I want to see a class on this, I want to see a class on that. I want to see a class on... Uh, long-term power exchange, how you keep things motivated, uh, how you stop them from getting stale when you've been together for over 10 years or over 15 years, that kind of thing, right? So I could actually pitch and uh, to write down, hey, here's the class I want to teach. Right. Another thing that I want to do is I want to try the idea of having a live podcast. So I think during the unconference, I'm going to run a live podcast and see what that's like. Oh, that'll be cool. And that's what I'll put up on the wall and say, hey, I want to do a live podcast on power exchange. And if a couple of people say, oh, I'd love to attend a live podcast on a power exchange, then boom, we'll do it. If not, then I might do it anyway. And just, <laughs> no one else will be attending it. I'll be back here by myself. I actually like some of the uncons that I've been to because people will put suggestions up there of what they want to learn. And I'll look at it and go, oh, well, 
son of a bitch, I know how to teach that. Why haven't I thought about teaching that before? Or I've got experience in that. Let's go, I'll go facilitate a roundtable of some sort, and which means I'll keep people on track of the topic and get everybody to share their experience with it. So, you know, I actually like to do that, so to come up with something on the spot of, you know, someone says, how do you do power exchange mm-hmm. with, with kids in the house, right. for example? And I've done power exchange before with kids in the house, so I'm going to go facilitate a discussion. And all of us that have done it with kids in the house will share what we've learned and what happened. Yep. So I, I really like that on-the-spot stuff. Because there, there has been many events, what, doing this for 20 years. There's a lot of events I go to where it's like, oh, 101, 101, 101. You know, let's have something different. And then again, there's some people that come in and go, I need the 101, and there's nothing available. Yeah. So this way you get to ask what you want for. Absolutely. So, but it's a great experience. I'm looking forward to it. There you go. And it'll be a day before our anniversary. Why are you waving a tentacle at me? (laughs) I've got a whole thing of tentacles here. I'll wave two tentacles at you. (laughs) This one's a little floppy. It needs a little fluffing. I I have some pills for that. Yeah. (laughs) This one's pretty stiff. Hmm. (laughs) I I really don't know what to follow that with. So I'm just going to play this extra music. So... Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Bye, Don. Bye, Dan. Bye, Bye Bat. Bye. Bye.